Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, what's up? My name is Chris Red. And I feel lucky as a motherfucker about being Conan O'Brien's friend. And listen to me, there'll be no swearing on this show. No swearing? This show is for children. <laughs> By children. <laughs> I started swearing at four years old at Barney. I was like, clean up. I was like, fuck you, look. <laughs> Doc. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey, Conan O'Brien here. Welcome to another episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I'd like to point out again that I am uh, I'm in New York City recording studio. Uh, and my team, my posse, if you will, Sonomo Sessi and Matt Gorley, are comfortably in their homes. Comfortably. Well, you've yeah. seen, yeah, you're both wrapped uh, in looks like caftans. And um, Gorley is wearing one of those blankets that's also kind of an, uh, a shirt. What is it called? Oh, a, a slanket? A, a snuggie. Oh. Yeah. A snuggie or a, a snuggie. Yeah. 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 Uh, you look very happy. I'm here. If you notice any edge to my voice again, it's because oh. I'm infused with a certain <laughs> urban grit that comes from fighting your way through the concrete jungle in order to podcast. I'm here and I I I don't I almost feel feral because I've been prowling around Manhattan living by my wits. Yeah, I can see that you are wearing, you're topless with just a leather vest on. Yes. It's impressive. I was cruising. It's called cruising. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was so told that- How did that go? I was told that uh, that, that people uh, cruise in, uh, that's the cool thing to do, go cruising sort of in Times Square. And um, I didn't realize it was, that's from like 50 years ago. So, yeah. yeah. I made the mistake of putting on- um, uh, a very, uh, I'm not wearing much, and no. what I am wearing is leather. And I went cruising around what I thought was a seedy, um, sort of skeevy Times Square. It turned out to be absolutely like Disney, like Disneyland. Mm. It's changed completely. Um, people seemed very upset about what I was doing. And it's, uh, I guess, I was more out of place than I thought I would be. But I met huh. a, I met a, a guy dressed as Spider-Man. Yeah. And I met a guy uh, dressed as Batman. Both of them had fanny packs, and I took pictures with both of them. Um, okay. Yeah, and then I gave them each $10. 
Okay. That is my version of cruising, is just getting my picture taken with uh, different DC and Marvel heroes and uh, then giving them $10. Uh, so That's, gritty. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, you're yeah. so hard, Conan. You I bet know, I am. Man. Did you say you walked to the studio today or did you take the car we got for you? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty gritty. I took a very gritty Chevy Suburban, black Chevy Suburban, <laughs> by my own wits and through my own um, grit and kind of just fight or flight mechanism, I managed to get into the back seat and put on my seatbelt. Uh-huh. And sit pretty quietly wow. uh, while the car drove about five blocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, get here to the so recording. cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. How'd yeah. you survive? Yeah. Well, it was difficult, uh, <laughs> but there, it turns out there is a temperature control just for the back seat, and uh, oh. I was able to operate that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, because the driver wanted it to be 71. I prefer 68, so I was able to adjust it, and um, then I cracked the window a little bit. I was worried there wouldn't be mints, but there was a choice between <laughs> Lifesaver, Wintergreen, and Tic Tac, uh, little Tic Tacs. And so I went with the Tic Tacs. Man, so, you ought to write a memoir. This is uh, I know. Look, a life I can't understand. Your story about being out on in the streets, it's, it's inspirational. I just hope that my children have a better experience than I've had. Um, I hope they never have to face what I face today, getting to this podcast studio down near Bryant Park in what appears to be a very lovely Manhattan. (laughs) 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 Um, Excited about our our show today. My guest today is a cast member on Saturday Night Live and stars in the NBC series Keenan. I'm thrilled he's with us today. Chris Red, welcome. You're the like 35th uh, guest in a row to say motherfucking uh, proud to be Conan O'Brien's friend. Oh, you that's know? tight. Yeah, John Lithgow said it. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, we couldn't get him to stop swearing. Really? Oh my God, he's such a filthy guy. Um, but uh, I'm just so happy for your success because oh, I man. met you, I think it's back in 2017. Yeah, so poor. I was poor and um, just telling jokes on a roof. And what happened was we, uh, I was doing a week of shows at Comic-Con because we used to go there every summer and we were looking for two really funny guys who could help us out and do sort of 24, it was almost like 24 hour coverage on the roof. And so uh, JP Buck, he found you and he found a guy named Moses Storm and you guys were both on the roof being really funny all day into the night. <laughs> and uh, and I would rush up occasionally and join in and I would go up there and I'd be like, this roof is really, it's in San Diego in the summer. Oh man, it was the hottest thing I had ever experienced outside of uh, just working outside uh, for minimum wage. Yeah. And it, it was, but it was so tight because I mean, it was me and Moses Storm who we, we could talk shit anywhere yeah and so it was like the kind of the perfect person to do that with but like i had been in la then then like i had been going back and forth for like two years and every person i had like watched coming up um disappointed me when i met him so like 
for you to be so cool and come up and I was like, oh, we're in the roof. He's never up here. And then you came up up there. We're like, oh my fucking God, he's here. Yo, <laughs> yo he's here. Doing, we're doing bits. <laughs> oh shit. He's too rich to do it. I wouldn't do that if I was him. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I invested poorly. <laughs> I lost all my money. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I'll just tell you, don't invest. It's theme restaurants are what killed me. Really? Um, yeah. I have a truck restaurant coming up. Don't do it. It's called Pick Me Up. Pick me up. <laughs> you pick up, pick me up. It's uh... <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, Chris. Uh, so I would, but I I met you up on this roof, and you were really funny, and you were terrific. And then shortly after that, I hear, um, "Hey, did you hear the news? Uh, Chris got signed out live, and you clicked right away. You started killing it. You're so funny on the show. Thanks, man. And so I was very. I've just been delighted for you. Seriously, you no. know, so happy for you. No, that means that means a lot, man. Because you know, um, I, I saw your picture on the walks. Also, if in, for for people who have not been in SNL writers' room on uh, the ninth floor mm-hmm. in Thirty Rock, there's like pictures of all the writers whose soul they took. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be fair, a soul they bought. Yeah, hundred percent. We 100%. all sold our souls. That's exactly right. Yes, yeah, six hundred dollars. <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> and a blood oath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it, it's just, it's just really, really cool to, um, to have you say that, man, cause, uh, your opinion means a lot. And, um, and y'all were my family, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. still are. And, uh, it was like y'all and Will and Grace, uh, Will and Grace that came back and I had, and had, I had just like got a recurring role on that. Yep. Yep. And, and I was like working with y'all all, all the time. And then when I got that, I didn't believe it at first. And then I didn't know if I was going to keep it cause I was still on like disjointed at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know if I could do both the shows. Yep. And so there was a whole like argument for like two weeks. So my first two weeks of SNL was like, I don't know if I'm going to be here uh, the whole time. It's not funny how you go from, it's a very common thing. You you plug away at it for a long time, yeah. and there's no opportunity, and mm-hmm. then suddenly there are three shows that want you, and there's a fight over where you're going to go. Yeah, and it's just as you get turned out live, and you're and you're thinking I might not be able to do this because these other two shows want me to do stuff. Yeah, it's it, no, it's 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 really weird. It's like an embarrassment of riches in that way. Um, but I I was like I, I love those problems more than um, searching around for a gig because I mean. Mm-hmm. Hell, marrying your self tapes from Chicago to to Hollywood was a hell, man. Like, but everybody in Chicago has to do it, especially if you're on the come up and you can't like afford to fly all the time. Like, you're just in the musty basements, just trying to like do these characters and hope that somebody on their lunch break will see your tape. You so know? describe the process. You're 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 making a tape. You're doing your characters. You're doing your comedy. Probably showing your stand up. And then you're mailing it? So you're like, well, you're emailing it. Oh, you're mailing it. Okay. But I also like to mail mine, add, put some weed in there. Um, <laughs> but it's like. You know, you, it's very hard to put weed into an email. Yeah, it, it really I've is. I've tried. It, it really is. And until they have that technology, what are we really doing? Well, you can do a weed NFT, but you can't smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, what made it bad is like you you want a reader and, and you're in Chicago. So you're in a city where like people have real jobs. And so you, only people who are available to read for you are other other actors who are up for the same role. Yep. And so they're just like reading, but like with a little less energy than they, than you really want them and to And kind of trying to screw you over. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, man. Like, <laughs> hey, could you just read it normal, B? I, I'm reading it normal. <laughs> yeah, coughing a lot while you're saying your line. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, man, that was a really good take. Too bad I said, too bad I took a shit on myself. <laughs> you know, I, what I didn't know about you, and this is something we have in common, is we both started out in rap. Yeah. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> did, mean, you start, <laughs> did you start out? <laughs> I didn't hear your mixtape, man. Yeah, yeah. I had, um, I'm, you know, it's, mine was old school. You know, it was mm-hmm. I'm Conan O'Brien and I'm here to say real yeah, yeah. white guy rap uh, of the mid 80s. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but that's I, how I broke through. Yeah. I, I knew I, that was my way. I really liked your, I really liked your joint, uh, Too Big for Small Talk. Like, I love <laughs> that song so much. <laughs> it's just one line. And the beat just carries it for 15 minutes. Once I saw uh, Jump Around, I knew uh, that white Irish guys in Boston were supposed to rap. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's how I got into it. I love and it that. kept me out of trouble. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want you to, to finish the Departed-themed uh, album you're doing. <laughs> I Yeah, that's a side project I haven't told many people about. But I, th- I didn't think there was enough, uh, you know, um, rapping in in most, <laughs> but by white guys uh, my age in most movies. So yeah, I've been working yeah. hard on that. And I, I man, I'm just glad to see you on your, on your, on your shit, man. Just really stretching yourself out. You know what I mean? I want justice. I want to be represented. I'm sick of people assuming I can't rap because yeah. of the color of my skin. Yeah, yeah, because they definitely uh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> no, um, I didn't know that you, like, when you were a, a kid and you were growing up in in Missouri, is that right? I moved, I moved around a lot, but I was growing, I, I grew up and went to high school and middle school in Chicago, Chicago suburbs. In uh, Naperville, right? Yeah, Naperville. That's where Bob Odenkirk's from, Naperville. Yeah, that, I think Bob Odenkirk is the only th- good um, thing to come out of Naperville, but <laughs> besides the cocaine uh, and heroin. Well, uh, now there's, but now there's you too, so that's great. Yeah, but I don't like the city at all because they were racist to me. So, is that true? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, I had a terrible time in Naperville. I mean, not every day. Of course, you know, you can live in hell and every 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 so often you're like, you know what? It's not cold. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I don't like the city at all. They got some issues. Um, but How did I, that, I mean, manifest itself? How did that, everybody gave you a hard time because well, it, it's like of we, your race? It, well, yeah, it's, it's that. And then also, like, I have a big family. That, we're all from Mississippi. Uh, from Mississippi. I put that in quotations, guys, because um, nobody's from Mississippi, for mm-hmm. real. Right. Uh, and um, What? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Isn't that where all civilization began? Come on, now. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, yeah, I was in Mississippi. I don't know where I was at, but uh, I was like, wow, what privilege that is to be in Mississippi and not know where you were at. Right, right. I w- me, no one in my family could ever say that shit ever in their lives. Right. Because... We're black in Mississippi. You gotta know where you're at at yeah. all times. I've I've never been down there. I'm like, oh, I don't know where this is, but it's lovely. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm just floating around, <laughs> drifting through Mississippi. Just drifting through. But it was like it, it, I I found myself like uh, caught in the middle sometimes because I was all, like my family was in the city. There was on the west side and the south side of Chicago, and then we moved up to the suburbs. So. I was like too suburb to be hanging out with my, with my cousins. They were like, you're not hard enough to kick it with us. But I was always out there trying to kick it with them. But then I would go to school and it was like, well, you're not wide enough to be kicking it with us. So then I was kind of like stuck in the middle and just kind of feeling bad. I was feeling bad about um, my parents doing well. Right. And, and then on top of that, they didn't really like care for the rap and shit too much. Um, but I just pushed through anyway. So all that kind of manifests into who I am now. 
And you got, you know, I I have this theory, I'm serious about this, which is that I think sometimes if you grow up and you don't quite know what your identity is, it actually helps you. 100%. My drive was finding who I was. And then when I was rapping, and I'm still, I still rap, but like when I was rapping and trying to build a career out of it, I was that was my identity was I rap and I'm trying to find my myself in that and I and, and you and I think because you're like always um, insecure about it and like trying to figure it out you're trying shit so you like you you like like I was trying stuff all the time like I didn't have money but like I would take my dad's old shirts mix it with some with some jeans and try to come up with a new style I'm like yo so I looked ridiculous I had like um like business blazers up top but like. Hood shit at the bottom. So I was like, I'm, I was trying to match. I was like, see, I'm from the burbs and the streets, son. You can see it in my clothes. I just, and I just looked like two, inc- two incomplete motherfuckers on one person, you know? So when you're sitting down, you're working for IBM. Yeah, yeah. But when you stand up, I'm an A&R for Def <laughs> Constantly tricking people. Yeah. And, oh, this is a business meeting. I'm sorry. No, I'll stand up. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it was, it, it was, it was wild, but it was like, um, but when when I look back now that I do comedy because I wasn't doing comedy back then like I was into comedy and studying it but only because I had like social anxiety and um, and so I was like oh if I'm funny or, or, or around people that's kind of like my way in f- to get comfortable and then I can just like actually just relax tell me if I'm wrong but if you're rapping that's getting you on your feet and using your verbal skills yeah and um, also there's a big because people love to hear me analyze rap. Trust me, that's a, that's a huge part of this podcast. But there's energy, swagger. You can take on different personas. In a weird way, it's not bad training. It's not. To get you into stand-up, I would think. It's it's, it's not at all. Like, once you really, like, just dive in, in into stand-up. I was scared of stand-up, though, because, like, no beat, nothing to hide behind. You know, it, you're kind of just out there. Um, but if you're doing music right, that's kind of the same thing. You're just packaging it up in a in a in a studio and then, yep. and then giving it to the world. But I man, I have a stuttering issue. I always had when I was a kid, and rap helped me. Uh, I, I learned how to catch up with my thoughts and slow and slow down, like so I wouldn't stutter so much. But um, I, I wasn't my authentic self, so right, right. It'd be interesting to make music. It's, well, it is interesting to make music now, where I'm not like prejudging it like when I was when I was uh, younger trying to make a record I wasn't trying to write I was trying to write like who I am but I was more trying to like look at what was popular and like try to fit in with that that's what we all do right on the on the on the whatever you want to call it on the way up on the journey whatever you want to say 100% uh, young people think oh you know Chris Red I love him they think you showed up as Chris Red they don't know that what they're seeing is years and years and years and years of you not knowing, not being sure, trying different things, uh, struggling, and then starting to find your footing. Mm-hmm. And you know, on some level, you're still going to be figuring it out five years from now. Yeah, no, it's that's so so true. And honestly, it's one of the things that like bugs me sometimes because people will talk to me like I've always 
I've always been doing exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, in some instances, I'm still not doing exactly what I want to do, but I am. I'm on my, I'm on, a, I'm on a good track. But like, I was broke until I was 31 years old. Mm-hmm. That's a long fucking time to not have shit mm-hmm. for yourself to yep. watch everybody in their lives look at you like you're fucking crazy. For because I, I chased two dreams and they didn't pop off until I was 30. So like, imagine your friends looking around at you like, yo, this rap dream. Nothing has come of it, and then and then they're like, "So what are you gonna do?" I remember I stopped rapping at 22. I'm like, "I'm done. I'm gonna try to figure out something else." And they're like, "Good, you can go back to school." And I'm like, "I'm gonna be a comedian." Like, what? Another one? Just <laughs> fucking do something normal. So I just chose to be broke as fuck all through my twenties. <laughs> you know, and if this hadn't worked out, I don't know what would have happened. You know, what I mean, I would have figured it out, but like. It, it it's it's like there's so much of my so much of who I am so much of my story is the come up, and when people talk to me like I like they're like oh you like you don't get you don't get it you don't get what it's like to have a, like one of my uncles and they can, they don't they don't they don't help they can't help it but I was talking to one of my um my cousins and I was like oh man they got you working on Thanksgiving I hate I hate I hate when I had to do that. And he, and he and then my uncle's like, well, you got to start somewhere, like, nigga. <laughs> I started there too. I worked right. at seven different Olive Gardens because I kept stealing stuff. And but also, you love the food. I do love an Olive Garden. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I say super salad, I'm like, we we are family. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love an Olive Garden. I You're love- gonna get so much. They're gonna send you crates of uh, of of cheesy sticks, <laughs> of Just, cheesy sticks, yeah, yeah, and the thickest Fredo sauce. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, probably the minute you start to hit and things start to gel. There's a little bit of a well, you lucked out mm-hmm. sentiment from some people, and you think, do you want to see? The thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of despair. <laughs> Just so sad. Like, man, like, I, I, I remember like, doing so many shows and then, like, this girl I wanted to take out this one time. I had no money. I had $20 and I had $150 worth of shit to do on this date. And I had did so many shows. I didn't plan it right. But I, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to plan. I'm going to take her to this, like, wing bar. And it's like this it's, it's like this bar out in... um. And uh, out out in Aurora, some 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 suburbs I had never been to, but right. I knew it was nice. And this girl I had went to school with, she didn't like me in high school, but then now she's giving me a chance. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Um, and what are you doing at this point? Are you a comedian at this? I'm point? I'm a comedian at this point, but I have no no money, right. uh, obviously. And uh, and so I take her. I, I, so we're on our way, and, and, and GPS is not a thing, like at this right. point. So right. I, I had printed out this map quest shit, and and we get there, and it's a wing stop, bro. And um, a very small one at that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. I think this took me to the wrong place. Uh, let me just look this up real quick. And then I, so I looked it up, and we were an hour and a half away from where I wanted to take her. Oh, God. So I looked at her, and I looked at the wing stop, and I was like, <clears throat> We we here, girl. <laughs> you can have any flavor you want to have. Looks kind of nice. <laughs> and she and she was a a troop. Her name was Ashley. We're still friends to this day. Friends to this day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she was so sweet about it, man. She sat in there and ate wing stop with me in there like I was. Good for her. Good you know for what her. I mean? And she's like, I love your blazer with your with your hood jeans. And I was like, Thank you very much. I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
going for a look. But you know now you can take her to an even better wing stop. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could take her. I Man, I could take her to where they kill the chickens, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right this way, Mister. Oh, oh, Mister, Mister, oh, Mister Red. I didn't realize it was you. Come on in. Ah, uh, I've been twirling necks and uh, <laughs> licking lemon pepper all week. You can help us kill the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Red, everybody. Um, you can help us kill chickens. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I love hearing these stories of you get the call to come do SNL. Yeah. It's going to sound crazy to people, but it's like being in the Marines or something. You can talk to people about it later on, and I can be an old Marine, and you can be a young Marine. Yep. But there's some stuff that's like, oh, yeah, you know, when they when the bugle blows at five and you got to get up and do push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that suck? It sure does. Uh, they actually made us do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. No, it's, 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 it's definitely that, and then you feel like – you have that camaraderie. I feel like that's what a fraternity. I didn't finish college because I was because uh, I knew I knew my calling. But mm-hmm. uh, I imagine that's what a fraternity is like. You know, mm-hmm. is is you know you meet people from all walks of life, who, and they can only only we can understand truly what it was like to be and work in that place because everybody else has that asterisk above it. Like it's it's still to them it's like it's it's all and it is like like a fucking dream job. It's like hell yeah, but it's also a, like a job. And you, and you need people that you can just talk shit about your job because everybody talks, no matter what your job is, there's going to be some days you're just shooting the I've shit. Always said, I've always said that if you're the ice cream tester for Ben and Jerry's, there's a day when you come home yeah. and your wife's like, how was it? Oh, fuck. Uh. <laughs> Today, they, they, there's a new triple ripple fudge. And I had to taste it, and it's fine. I wasn't real, you know, like yeah. the the best job in the world. Someone's bitching yeah, you about. Know what I'm I love to. I just got to get out of this beautiful ice cream factory. Yeah, uh, you right. Know, I just found out I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I've been shitting all over the place. The lactose intolerant ice cream tester <laughs> for Ben and Jerry's. Please make that a character. <laughs> And then cut me in for just a piece of the merch. I that's got all you. I want. I got you, B. But that's the thing is um, 
I'm, I'm guessing you were terrified. Yeah. We're taping here in New York City uh, all this week and talking to people. And so I've been walking around and I keep passing the hotel mm-hmm. where they put my writing partner and I up for two weeks while they were testing us out. So Greg Daniels and I- The Sheridan? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, where is it, the Omni? I, f- I don't know, but it, I think it's the, I don't know what it is, but I see it. Uh-huh. And the minute I see it, my body is flooded with anxiety. It's seared into your in, into your mind. Like that Sheridan that I stayed at, and then the um, there's this other um, uh, little small hotel that's like right across the street from from Thirty Rock. Like uh, I, I forget the name of that joint, but I was in, I've been in those two hotels the most when I was first like like you know they they fly you out to like do the audition, mm-hmm. and I just remember sitting up there with a Jack and Coke, waiting for uh, Lauren. To f- we we our our times were pushed back because he was taking a helicopter from the Hamptons. I was like, that's a dope ass reason. Yeah, yeah. Lauren is <laughs> actually dope ass. Lauren's reason. one of the stars of Succession this it, year. It, yeah, man. He's always, it, yeah. <laughs> I've got to go into the city to see Chris Red. <laughs> Massive helicopter. It was the first time I was like, they were like, yeah, uh, like your audition times pushed back two hours. Like what? Why? <laughs> Not like I had nothing else to do. Now I have to have another Jack and Coke. Yeah. Oh, God. what the fuck? I was like, I just want to get it out the way. What? What? What's the? What could be the reason? Oh, he's flying from the Hamptons in a helicopter. I'm like, I've never heard a reason like that. <laughs> I don't think I have enough money to even have, have her. No one's ever said it when you were hanging out at the, at the wing stop. Right. Sorry, I'm late. Uh, My helicopter <laughs> was having trouble. It's called rich people problems. Yeah, man. I want to have those problems. I was so bad. I was like, oh, I would love that. I would love that. Oh, sorry, my helicopter got caught in the air. And- you know what's funny is I was on, uh, I did like a tour with a, a bunch of stand-up comedians and Moses was one of them. This yeah. is a couple, like before COVID, but there were times where we had to get from one city to the other city and the only way to get there really and make it in time was to charter like a, a plane. Yeah. And about halfway through the tour, it became clear to me that the, all the other comics thought this was my plane. Oh, a hundred percent. And it was so funny because <laughs> at one point, I don't know who it was, but one of the standups was saying, you know, so how do you, do you choose which kind of wood you want in your plane? And I said, What? And they said, did you decide, like, you wanted this kind of wood or how does it work? Like, when you go and pick it up. And I said, pick what up? And they, and I said, wait a minute. And I had to stand and give an announcement and said, I don't have a plane. And they, and their response was, you've been on TV our entire lives. So, of course, you have a plane. And I'm right. like, no, I don't have a plane. If I had a plane, I could have it for, I think, a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, there'd be some problems. Yep. The, 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 the plane people would say, uh, these checks are bouncing. And, <laughs> plane uh, people. You don't go and buy a plane. Yeah, no, you absolutely do not. Absolutely. But like people like, make those assumptions all the time. I remember I did my first, like one of my first roles was uh, on uh, Chicago PD. And I just mm-hmm. played this dude on the West Side who's, who, who like fixes like some of the cops' cars or some shit like that. And it was like one, one day shoot. Um, my family saw it and they're they think I'm li- I live in a mansion. They don't come see me. They don't actually go come to visit me in Chicago. They're just like, oh, you you rich now, boy. You on TV. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I live with a bunch of college students, and I'm in I'm in this little cupboard room for like and and, and but the people just love to make those assumptions. Uh, that being said, the second I can buy a plane, I'm, I don't want to. 
I'll, I'll, I'll Uber it. I'll Uber it out. You know what I'm saying? Just to make the, so it can make its money. I Airbnb the plane. You know what I mean? So wait, you're gonna have you're gonna Uber it out so other yeah. people can use the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also you're gonna have people living in the plane, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the pilots. The pilots. They gotta be ready to go at a moment's notice. I'm working all the time. They working all the time. <laughs> that plane's gonna start to smell. I'm just telling you. <laughs> You're going to come in there and they're like, no, we made, we just made lunch here. Uh, <laughs> we slept here last night and we just cooked. We just made breakfast. Right, hey, man, as long as, as long as it smells fresh by the time I get on that motherfucker. I don't know why this is popping in my head, but <laughs> Lauren gave me a ride in his amazing plane once. And this yeah. is when I was going to move out to LA after years and years and years in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking and uh, I'm saying, yeah, I hear you can. You, you can get like a nicer house if you live in the valley. You can get more land if you live in the San Fernando Valley. And Lauren just cut me off and went, you're not living in the fucking valley. <laughs> I don't know why. That just, it yeah. was like, it was like, that was the Yoda wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Yoda's just like, there is no try. There is only do. <laughs> and then Lauren's just like, you're not living in the fucking valley. Yeah, get real. <laughs> get real. And then I looked around and noticed that, oh, they're bringing out a, you know, a giant golden avocado for me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting was, a massage on this private plane. That man has wisdom, especially when it comes to like like money and, mm-hmm. and having it and knowing what to do with it. And I, when I told him I was taking a break, he like, he gave me some great advice, which was like, you know, spend a little bit more on yourself just to remind yourself when you get home that you got to get your ass back to work. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm here. Y'all paying me, right? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. The the money you get for appearing on this podcast is going to stun you. <laughs> it's going to stun you. It's going to change your life. Your children's children. <laughs> <laughs> this is ancestral money <laughs> that will last forever. You know, it's funny. I was... Um, I can t- one of the things that I love about watching you is how much fun you're having. First of all, you're a hundred and ten percent committed to whatever you're doing. Yeah, you know? gotta be. You have to be, yes. Yeah. But like when you were Kanye, you know, and you had those insane eyes, <laughs> you were so. And I also can tell you're having a lot of fun. And yeah. I always feel like it's not not a lot of people can't do it. But what's simple is when you're having fun, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch. Yeah. I I have a lot of fun, especially with like characters like that, because I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, he's not a fan of my yay. Now, now, did but, he see your impression? Oh, he's seen it for sure. And does he? Did he say when, anything? You, did it get back to you? Uh, no, no. And I've seen him a, a few times, and I, I just I I feel like he don't like me that much. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it could just be uh, me. You know what I mean? My head. But uh-huh. I, I remember uh, we were all, we were all like backstage. I forgot who, whose show it was, but I think I think I had just did did yay like a, a few weeks. Um, after this and, and like Chappelle was there and Rock was there and they were all back there talking so we were all talking and then I walked off to get ready and I came back over and Ye was there mm-hmm. and uh, and they were all in the semicircles all like this is cold so I said what's up to everybody again and, and I was like what's up Ye and he gave me this over-the-shoulder Batman look <laughs> didn't say a fucking word uh-huh. and just he just and then walked back I'm like Ah yay! Well, next time then, and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen each other several times, man. We got mutual friends, uh, but like you know, I just don't think he rocks with it that much. But 
But I, I met him when I was younger too. Like I was at the Austin Township. We used to go to the West Side on Austin Township and like um, do like different different programs for the kids. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I was young. I was like thirteen. I made this mixtape. And and uh, and Ye had just like he just started getting popular. He just sold some beats to to Jay Z, and, mm-hmm. and and it was like and that and that shit was blowing up. So it was him and Common had come to talk to every talk to all of us. So I I waited till after um, it was over, and I had my my, my, my mixtape, and I walked up to Ye, and I was like, Ye, um, uh, uh, this is my mixtape. I'm 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 a young rapper. Would you mind listening to it? He's like, Hell no, nah, I listen to that shit. And he walks up. <laughs> so that was my first interaction with, wow. with Ye as a okay. child. Yeah, it was my first dream and. You're a child. What does it take to go like, sure, I'll give it a listen. You know, throw it away later. <laughs> well, Common, Common took it and, yeah, uh, yeah. and he listened to it. And then, and then when he came on the show, because I had him on in, in one of the sketches, he came on the show and we talked about this moment. And he yeah. was like, well, right then he couldn't have, you know, he couldn't have his like, uh, it, it was in his contract. He couldn't pick up mixtapes. I, oh, like, I, I was like, man, you come, you're a good guy coming for your friend. I, I learned something very valuable that like. When you meet your heroes and you meet your, meet like some of your favorite artists, sometimes they're not going to fuck with you right away or ever. You know what I'm saying? So you got to learn to appreciate and separate the work and the art from the person. I'm, I am in that school with you. I tried my best to separate. And it's gotten to be a tricky thing because we're, we're in a culture now where yeah. they say if someone gets canceled or someone's on, you know, does something that's not cool, we're supposed to hate their work. And I, yeah. I don't know. I have a difficult time with that. Because especially people in our world, they're, they're flawed. But if they've done something really brilliant, I need to give it up for yeah. like that. What you did was really brilliant there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're very talented. Um, and then you may also be deeply screwed up uh, and you probably owe a bunch of people an apology. But I, I try. I try to keep the uh, – that's that's my take on it anyway. Yeah, I mean I feel like it's important because it's, it's been a part of our lives mm-hmm. literally forever. I mean people talk about how terrible Hitler was and he was. But they also there's also this conversation in classes where like, but he was a brilliant war strategist and blah, 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 blah. And it's like – No, right. there really wasn't anything <laughs> – Hitler was also terrible at that. He was terrible. It's like, like, wait, wait, like, how are y'all trying to find like? No, no, no. I thought you were going to say for a second like Hitler talk about people talk about what a bad guy Hitler was, but his early comedy albums. <laughs> oh, so his mustache album was yeah, great. Yeah, the stuff he was doing in San Francisco. His scientists in, in, in the sixties. The scientists uh, <laughs> that they integrated into America. We took their scientists. We took their Nazi racist scientists. <laughs> we took their rocket scientists. Yeah, yeah, and we put them into the into our own government. No, but we can't. Uh, you ruined my whole point when you brought Hitler into it because we. There's nothing. Thanks a lot. I'm like you know, and I'm trying to think of like you know comedians that I admire, but then later on you find out they've done some bad stuff, and I think, well, I'm trying to tease out. And you're like, yeah, because Hitler, and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Don't pull me into your Hitler bullshit. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hitler was a sharp dresser. (laughs) Hitler had a cold bin. (laughs) That boy had a car. He had a car, boy. That car was a tank. (laughs) Hey, man. Hitler was rapping for all the little motherfuckers in the world. I have to put out a statement now (laughs) that I cannot go along with Chris Red's. I'm not a fan of Hitler. No, no, I I know. everybody know. I'm not. A fan of Hitler or Adolf. Your publicist just just jumped out the window. Whenever someone's backed into a corner of saying, "Look, I'm not a Hitler fan (laughs) per se." (laughs) No, I uh, I get your point. I get your point. Oh Uh, shit! Yeah, he you know uh, probably was petted a dog once, Um, (laughs) but still, you know what's funny is um, 
you know, we were talking about how lives change or people's perceptions change. There's no way, there's no way now that people in your life don't think you've got it made and that that adds some kind of pressure to you. Oh, uh, uh, well, it's it's like, yeah, yeah. Or your family or there's no way that people don't think, oh, you know, you're just, you have no problems anymore. A hundred percent. It's that. And it's like, nah, nah, man, you still have problems and you got all this other stuff to do. But it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather deal with all the problems now than uh, dealing with all the problems uh, yep, yep. without having resources to uh, to handle any of them damn problems. Yep. Know, just ignoring it. I, I just, I mean, it took me a long time just to like, like stop thinking any number that I didn't know calling me was some somebody I owed. You know what I mean? Because I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I call it like, um, there's PTSD and then there's like broke memory where you like wake up sometimes and just check your account to make sure you, like you're mm-hmm. not in the red. Mm-hmm. And I still do this shit to this day. But I was like, but that's like because I was literally broke for so long that I, I, I people don't don't really put the math together. Like I was um, unsuccessful for way longer than I was successful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember that way more than I, I, I know this. I'm, I'm still learning how to. You know, there are these stories okay. about um, Bob Hope, like mm-hmm. the, the huge comedian of the 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, yeah. you know, he was incredibly wealthy. So early on, like in the 1940s, he starts buying up all the land in the valley where Lauren will never go. <laughs> but he starts buying it all up with his friends. And so he, you know, by the time 1970s, 80s, he's he's one of the richest entertainers of all time. Crazy. Crazy money. And I know for a fact that late in his life, uh, when he was, a, you know, he lived to be 97 or something. He learned, he lived a really mm-hmm. long time. When he was really old, he would have people drive him in uh, with coupons to like a, you know, to a Carl's Jr., you know, uh, or a, a fast food place. And he would use the coupons to get his hamburger because he had been desperately poor, desperately poor in, and we're talking now like a hundred years ago, but he was mm-hmm. desperately poor back then and he never forgot it. And that's the kind of thing that when people, when people have spent time without often never ever 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 forget it it's and yeah, especially you, if you were broke in the 30s right exactly jesus christ that was a different kind of broke yeah that was <laughs> tough that was tough for white people <laughs> that 30s. was the, the 30s was the last time white people had a difficult <laughs> i anything. mean we definitely had it bad <laughs> you guys had yeah yeah you got i'm not saying you didn't i'm just saying yeah, uh, yeah no, you're saying, right when i see pictures of white people in the 30s they got soot on their face mm-hmm. it's not even trying they're not even trying to have black face they just work hard <laughs> <laughs> Shit is up. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like your take on the on the 30s. The last time I got hot takes on white, the 30s on white. Hitler's car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here. Officially, the last time white people had anything to, <laughs> legitimate to complain about, we've nailed down the date. It was 1937. <laughs> March fifth, and then after that, they've got us. They needed to shut up. Yeah, and now y'all just have to explain January sixth for about five years. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. That was tight. Yeah. What were you doing <laughs> when tight. when 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 January sixth happened? Yeah. I was supposed to do, um, I think a a podcast or something, and it was during COVID, or and we were still. So I was supposed to record it from home, and the TV's on in the background, mm-hmm. and I literally. You know, the, the technician and everyone is on, everyone's online telling me, okay, let's get ready to do this. And in the background, I'm watching 
our country start to come apart at the seams. Yeah. And finally just called, I think I called Adam Sachs, who's sitting with us today, who's, um, you know, in charge of all the the world of our podcast. And I said, I don't think we're doing a podcast right now because I think the American experiment is ending right, right now on CNN For live. Real. And so I don't know where you were, but that was insanity. I was in New York. We were we were doing the show. But actually, you were there. I saw you in the footage. Yeah, I was. I was. I was letting people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, wait. Some people were coming in the back, and it looks like yes, yeah, Sound Out Live's Chris Red <laughs> is holding the door for them. I, they told me it was a barbecue. I didn't even know what the plan was. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. No, just by the I, my, my first. At I mean, what point did you figure out this is not a social occasion? Oh, when I saw I, I saw too many woodland jackets, <laughs> too many jackets with wood chips on them. I'm like, these. This is not a barbecue. That I want to be at. I mean, bro, there's a lot of things I thought about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the first thought was how musty it must have smelled. Right. Because all man, there's too many teeth missing for that shit to smell great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the motherfucker stank, man. Yeah, <laughs> that guy dressed up as a buffalo. You oh. know he didn't. He hadn't showered. Hell no. He's just he's just that spray on axe, and he, he doesn't yeah. like hit the skin. He just sprays around it. <laughs> <laughs> he has a friend spray a little axe, and then he walks. He through walks it. through it. Yeah, it's like it doesn't work. That yeah, way, yeah, my guy. Nah. And then he says, "Why did the spin doctors break up?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has to live with that footage forever, man. I think he had kids too. Yeah, he the guy like with the buffalo. Yeah. yeah, he's dressed. He's he's wearing like buffalo horns, and he's all painted. and And you know that five years from now, he's going to pass the bar somewhere and be like a legitimate lawyer. Yeah, and people are going to be bringing that up, and he's going to go. You know, that's not me anymore. Yeah, man, no, dude, I was just like I was an animal back then. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. We were all just really like we were just stressed out. Yeah, and that's what you when you're stressed, you try and undo a two hundred and 20-year <laughs> constitutional experiment. Yeah, That's what we all do when we're stressed. They were trying to steal the Constitution. And they didn't do what, though, man? Like, w w read it? Half the people can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Here it is. Oh, all right. I got it. All right, now. What we going to All right, so. All right, we got it now. Uh, uh, what'd you say? <laughs> it's like it's not voodoo, dog. If you you can't change it and then things happen, like it's uh, it's very weird. I think they they weren't quite sure what they were doing. By nah. the way, I don't I, I don't think you, you don't think they were, they were, they were I don't think they had a good thought out plan. <laughs> That's just me, and I I've, I've tried to put this out there before and. People say you're crazy, Conan, but that's just my bet. Yeah, it's just the equivalent of like, you know, if, if like, yo, let's go rob a bank. No, no, let's go rob a library, bro. <laughs> Take all the encyclopedias. <laughs> so then we'll have all the words. <laughs> and nobody will have words because we got the words. We got the words. <laughs> That's a plan. Actually. Now get your buffalo costume on. <laughs> you still got that? Uh, hold on. It's in the attic, I think. Honey, where's the buffalo head? This we're, again? We're going <laughs> to... Shut up. This is me doing me. We got to go steal the words from the library. Where is the... Where is the... No, the buffalo head that I wear. 
It's in the attic. I locked it up with the guns. <laughs> <laughs> this is verbatim conversation from one of their households. Yeah, we actually got a, a transcript. We're just performing it. This is NPR. This is a <laughs> legitimate. This is legitimate news. So tell me about your day today, because I know this is. I'm catching you in a work week. You got a Saturday Night yeah. Live this week, so. I know that yesterday was read through, yep. so you kind of know what the show is going to be. Yeah, uh, you so have far. an idea of what it's going to be so far. Mm-hmm. How late in the process can you come up with something new? If you had a really funny idea, maybe for update late in the week or something, yeah. or someone had pitched you something, how late? Because I, I remember it was things were pretty set by Thursday. Mm-hmm. Fr- I mean, they had to be. Well, update is like a uh, cold open is definitely like. Not that I come up with ideas for Code Open, I, n- I never think about that. But like, uh, Code Open will, will like the script will first see it Friday night or even Saturdays now, right? And then update, you know, Friday. I, I didn't know I was doing Kanye until Friday evening. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, okay. And so then I was just on set. My <clears throat> music videos. We, me and Pete were shooting trees mm-hmm. uh, at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And and so in between takes, I was like trying to get my Kanye down for that next day because I was like, oh, it's my first time in the cold open for real and like doing a, a character and I'm, I ain't never really done Kanye. Like, I, I don't... Oh, you hadn't? I hadn't. I hadn't it was so funny. It was oh, so good. I appreciate it, man. Like, I um, I try to like, I love doing characters, obviously, but I don't like, I didn't fancy myself an impressionist. I'm like, right, right. people I can have fun with. And I, that's 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 some of my favorite things to watch. It's like watching like a, a like a Kate, uh, like a Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. like do do impressions where some, some are like, oh shit, that's like, that's them. And then some are, they're just having so much fun. Like right. you're like, oh, they're 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 bringing something new to this person that really didn't give them much to start with, right? And they're just having a, and then you have people like James uh, Austin Johnson who who can be spot on, yes. and do both, yes, and you it's can like, do both, or, or or like a Jay Farrell, you're like, oh fuck, that's amazing, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. Or Chloe, or I mean, there's plenty of people. I, I, I'm not gonna name my whole cast. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> they're all, they're, and now the people you didn't mention. <laughs> um, you, no, but I know that, you know, back in my day when Dana Carvey would do uh, Bush, awesome. he just kept stretching it out and mm-hmm. making it, you know, we're not going to do it. Just became, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Big Bush became, a gah, gah, gah. <laughs> and it was, he was stretching it so far out that it almost had, it started to have nothing to do with George Bush Sr., but it was hilarious <laughs> And fantastic, and I thought, oh, that's the, those are the impressions I really love. Right. Is when someone, you know, your your Kanye a year from now might be quite different. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or your Cory Booker might, you might find stuff, and it starts to drift away from the actual person, but in a way become even more fun. Yeah, especially Cory Booker because he doesn't like he's a, he's just like put, very well put together dude, mm-hmm. pretty pretty just like you know passionate about things, caring, and that's. Pretty boring stuff when it comes to like uh, a comedian who's looking for <laughs> shit to make fun of. So like, I, I I accentuate the things that I, I notice, but like I notice face shit first. Like, yeah, yeah. I love I love facial expressions and like, and 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 um and it was so fun, especially with Corey because Corey doesn't like the uh, impression that much. I I do. Is that true? It got back to you. <clears throat> yeah, because his what? Well, because the people that some people that work for him, I, like um. 
uh, they were like, we love it. So I'm like, he doesn't. Uh, yep, yep. Because <laughs> that's usually how it works. Because you're not hearing from him. Yeah, yeah. And then and when then Rosario Dawson did a, uh, uh, an that's interview, right. I think, with, yeah. with like TMZ. And she was like, I want to give SNL and Chris Red some pointers. That's not her voice. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not an impressionist. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's like, I want to give him some pointers on, on, on how to do Cory Booker. I'm like, nah. Nah, I, was, I love Rosario Dawson. I think yeah. she's a, a, incredible at everything, but giving me advice. And, uh, and, and But you don't I, need tips from me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you got this. I'm good. <laughs> and Corey Booker fans, like, his eyes don't do that. I'm like, are y'all not looking at this man? <laughs> Anytime he's intense, his eyes get big. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I love, I love, I love that. I love finding a little something and having fun with him. That's what, that's what all this shit is about. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 fun. Her tips, by the way, were like, he's caring. He cares about a whole lot of things. He's super oh, passionate. that's so that's funny. Hilarious. That's Rosario right. Dawson. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know who else is funny? My pastor. What, what are we talking about, bro? Jesus Christ. He's passionate. He picks up puppies. <laughs> cool man. That's great. That's gonna have him howling in the aisles. Uh, I still My love com- you, Luke Cage. Though you're su- you're super you're super dope. Um, you know, I don't want to keep you because you've got you've got you got to get to work. Yeah, you, I, it's you, a light week. We're good. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> you know, I'm coming in. You need right, some water now, here. Lo- right now, Lauren is at SNL going like, "Where's Chris Red?" <laughs> The fuck? Where's my pop? What's happening? Uh, he's doing a thing with what? Conan? Is he still? Is he, it's a po- oh, po- oh podcast. Oh, that's why, why sad. Is it, why is it? Why is it? Why is it? Why is it? Conan turning a sketch up? <laughs> I love Lauren. Uh, yeah, Lauren uh, Conan uh, left Saturday Night Live seventy-two years ago. <laughs> Oh, you you, you never really leave. <laughs> Why hasn't Conan turned into sketch? I love that take. I don't see Conan much around this week. Yeah, yeah, he left in 1942 to go fight Hitler, <laughs> and he won and got the car as a yeah man. That's an, it, he had a good car. He had a nice car. Um, hey, Chris, I am just really happy that you could come in and do this. And oh man, so. Uh, so happy for you, and you are brilliantly talented, but uh, but also, uh, and I know this for a fact because I stood on a roof with you in San Diego. Um, you haven't changed at all. You've got all this success. You were a really nice, honest, real person then. You're that guy now, and I'm just delighted. Thank you so much, man. It means it means a lot. I will never change. Uh, besides, well, I have better clothes now. But, you have much better clothes yeah. now. Oh God! Oh, I, you were wearing towels. <laughs> you had <laughs> when I knew you. You had uh, had safety pins, and you had taken uh-huh. hotel towels yep. and made yourself a suit. They they were three hundred count. <laughs> to be very honest with you, they were very plush. But I, but I would like literally, man. I love you. I love you, Coney, man. Like. You're, 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 you know, I've always been a fan, and you're one of my favorite, favorite comics and late night hosts, and now podcasters. Yeah. And uh, but you're like and soon furniture salesman. I love that. <laughs> I, I need Conan, fifty couches. I will take care of you. <laughs> but you're like um, meeting you, and the way you've been, you, you, you've looked out for me, man, is the way you, you like want every um, person that you look up to in this business to be like when you meet them. Oh, that's and, nice. And it's not that way. Yeah. And so it's really special when it is. 
And um, and I really appreciate you, dude. And just, just never impersonate me, because uh, then I will shut you down. Man, they'll give that to Mikey. <laughs> you don't think you don't think they're gonna give it to you? Yeah, I like I got this dope Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, man. Okay, you ever really? About somebody else? <laughs> no, no, it's gotta be it's Conan. Gotta, gotta be this week. It's gotta be this it's week. It's gotta be this week, and it's gotta be Conan. Uh, hey, Chris Red, thank you so much, and um, I'm just gonna bug you all the time now come on man hit me up I, want, I got a mixtape I want you to hear <laughs> dude hey I'm with it I'm with it I am with it and this man gave me my special man so, so I'm gonna I'm I'm finish that joint soon. okay yeah yeah, yeah. I'm gonna finish Good. that shit yeah, yeah you yeah. finish that I'm gonna finish that shit cause we gave you the money yep. and you you oh, immediately spent it on a plane <laughs> We didn't give you that much. <laughs> nope. That is one shitty plane. It I is. am not getting in that plane. It's called Uber Plane. <laughs> one of the wings aren't on it, but right. it does fly. I do not want to get yelled at by Lauren, so please go and have a great show. Oh, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let's do a little review the reviewers where I read a review from Apple Podcasts. We discuss it. Okay. I will gird myself. You know what that means? <laughs> you gird yourself? Yeah. Like you, know, you gird okay. your loins? Yeah. You sort of tense up a little bit. And you prepare um, yourself. You get ready. That's how I feel whenever someone says, oh, Conan, I heard this comment about you. I then gird myself. I prepare mm -hmm. myself for potential pain. Well, ungird yourself because- <laughs> No one said that in a long time. <laughs> ungird yourself, old friend. <laughs> the title of this review is Conan's Miracle Voice. It's a five-star review. Oh. And it comes to us from Jim Jim Binks, assuming that's Jar Jar's brother. <laughs> I listen to this podcast with my nine-year-old daughter in the car every week. A little bit of background. She is nonverbal. And when she was four, I was told she would likely never talk. Today, when driving with my daughter while listening to the show, as Conan was talking about pens, my daughter loudly said, off Conan, demanding I turn the show what? off. So the, com so the combined power of Sona, Matt, Conan, and Shaquille O'Neal gave voice to a once voiceless child. Since that moment, she has said more and more words. I am forever indebted to this podcast and its hosts for being so grating to my daughter's ears that she figured out how to use her vocal cords specifically to tell me to turn it off. Is this, this is real? This is real. This I'm is, assuming. I don't, I mean, it, it could insane. be fake, but it seems sincere. I don't, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that sweet? Wow. I mean, first of all, I am uh, legitimately uh, happy that that yeah. uh, this this child is making progress. And if we're any small part of that, that's great. I wish 
it was in a slightly nicer cut. <laughs> but I, I have to say, uh, that is sounds like a miracle. Oh. Yeah, Conan's miracle voice. Well, yeah, but the negative power of my voice. I mean, you have to admit, it was the the sheer impulse to get me to shut up. I don't know. That's amazing. I, I feel like if it was during the pen conversation, she was probably like, He's being unreasonable. Yeah, Turn him yeah. off. I think yeah. she wasn't. Let's, let's bring people up to date on what the pen conversation oh, was. No. Do you guys yeah. know how to summarize it briefly? Yeah. you, Sona, you say because you had ordered him a bunch of pens, right? Well, okay. All right. I didn't order him pens. I <laughs> sent, we have a, 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 a young man who helps us out and he bought Conan some pens when Conan wanted them. Then a year and a half later, Conan uh, opened up the bag of pens we got and found out they were fine tip instead of bold. And Conan uh, texted me in such a aggressive manner that we ended up talking about it on the podcast. Um, and I can see why she would want to turn that off. Cause I really, go- like, I, re- oh. I have to say, I really got into the weeds about the differences between the, the fine point and the bold point of, uh, of this pen. Yeah. And I could see that anyone who had to listen to that would think, what a madhouse. This is a madman, and these people are enabling this madman. We now have proof that I'm insane be- yeah. and that I went way too far with those pens yeah. because this child summoned the ability to speak out of the ether <laughs> to get me to stop talking about the goddamn pens. Mm-hmm. Even when you guys were setting this up, I wanted to scream, off Conan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet even recapping it, if that child hears the recap, the child's going to make, you know, seven more, seven times the progress instantly. Oh, the she's ch- going to do like the Hamlet soliloquy. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Please, nowhere. Conan, silence <laughs> your wretched tongue. <laughs> I cannot stand this plithering and plathering about pens. There are much larger issues in life you should be concerned with. To be or not to be, <laughs> that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the strings of arrows. I find Conan's actions to be unreasonable. <laughs> Once more, dear friends, unto the breach. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. Well, I, uh, I mean, all joking aside, um, that's... That's lovely if that's if that's the case, and uh, and it's sincerely very very happy that uh, this child is making such great progress, and also good to know that in my own backwards way, I have powers. <laughs> 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 I bet if <laughs> I could go to one of those revival tents where they bring people up who have crutches, and I'll start yeah. I'll start going on about these pens, and the people will throw their crutches away, say I can walk, and then they will run out of the tent. <laughs> people You're will a come healer. from people will come from miles around. I I haven't been able to see since childhood. Well, I can tell you about these pens. Suddenly, eyesight returns so they can see the exit and dash out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a miracle. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy.
Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.